Hey team, this is Wayne Smith and this is the Olympia Boxing Podcast. Hope you all enjoyed the weekend and the nice sun that we've got coming to us now and uh, and that you're looking forward to a good week. So I'm super, super excited about today's guest. Um, he's an absolute legend in British boxing. So it's an honour to get him on to talk about his story and about what he's doing now because he's doing some fantastic work. So like no further ado, my guest is the former British, Commonwealth, European and world champion. He's also a world leading inspirational, motivational speaker and personal performance coach. He's an author. The title of his book is Man Up, The World Champion Way. And during lockdown, he's created a brand new 12-week coaching program called How to Change Yourself and Your Life in 12 Weeks, The World Champion Way. Please welcome the former light welterweight champion of the world, Mr. Billy Schwer. Hey, Billy. How you doing, buddy? I am absolutely fantastic. Good work, mate. Absolutely. Great to get you on. Great to speak to you once again. We finally got it together and here we are, live and direct. That's it, mate. That's it. Good stuff. So so how's, how's everything been for you? Is the programme's going well during lockdown, Nareen? Everything's going really, really good. I've had to make a few changes, as we all have, yeah. to, my, to my business. Yeah. But it's, it's actually gone... It's gone better than expected it's gone really really well so i'm very happy it's kind of forced me into something which i've i want to do anyway so i'm doing more coaching yeah but, I, but i'm doing it on video conferencing and i'm doing it from home yeah so which is what i want to introduce that more into my business before the lockdown so it's kind of enforced that to happen and it's all based upon the contents of my book so it's all it's all going really really well and i really feel it's the start of something Brilliant. It's, it's a new beginning for something in my in the coaching area and yeah. the specific people that I'm targeting. Yeah. So so I'm really excited. I'm really excited. Oh, the good best, stuff, mate. The best is yet to come, my friend. It the is. Best it is. is, is yeah. You ain't seen nothing. No, you always say that, don't you? You're the best <laughs> is yet to come. No, good stuff. Yeah. No, it's done this kind of the same sort of thing for me as well, like with the virtual stuff. Like where you're being forced to learn the new technology, isn't it? Like beforehand, you you kind of putting them little bits off, going, "Oh yeah, I'll get to that," because I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not real sure of how to do it. But then this happened. You're like, I ain't got no choice now. I've got to learn this. Yeah. I've got to get well, on with it. You're ahead of the game because I want to be doing what you're doing. Yeah. So so what you're doing right now is something I want to implement into my life. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's like the technology thing. We kind of. I do struggle and I do, yeah, it's a challenge. Yeah. It's a challenge. That's what we but get over though, don't we? We overcome absolutely. our challenges, mate, don't we? So it's, so that what you're doing is fantastic. And it's great that you're, you got, you're putting some great stuff out to your community Thank you. and all the people that you're involved with and the difference that you're making, because I believe as boxing is such a great metaphor for life and it's, something young people should be engaged in more of yeah yeah no 100 i couldn't agree with you more mate it's, it's just getting that measure it's getting that message out there all the time isn't it just how it how it like we, me and you have chatted about that before and how it how it just every every part of boxing like from the mental stage of it the discipline there it can all be transcended into everyday life can't it absolutely i think yeah, what you just described there is exactly it. Mm. I mean, that discipline and that, that being coached, being coachable, working with others, and the and the boxing side of it is is so it's a real challenge for 
for us all to take part in. That, that's a that's a character building yeah. trait just there, right there. Yeah, no, no, it really is, mate. It is. So let's 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 get into it, mate. Let's let's talk about yeah. That's what we're here for. So uh, just like very quickly, like me and you got into we got into contact through our mutual friend Rob Moore, didn't we? Um, through the social media influencers um, program and everything, and now we're on that on the group together. How did you get in with Rob? How did you speak with? End up starting with Rob. Well, it's a, again, it's through the social media stuff because Rob is prolific yeah. on social media and he's a great guy. So like myself, I got involved with his company and the programs that he's running and social media plays a big part in our business. Yeah, so we've got does, to yeah. really engage in it. So again, it's about having mentors in your life, people who are walking the walk, doing what you've done ahead of you. And it's being in their environment. So mm. that's so Rob's a master at social media and business. Yeah. So that's why we're that's why we're part of his team, right? We're part of his community because I think that's a, again that translate to all walks of life in every area of our lives. It's about we all need we're not we're not all experts. We can't be experts in everything. So you got to get follow people, get involved with people, coaches to help you and support you and guide you so you can really be the best that you can be because that's what me and you are doing. We're yeah. Social media, technology is, I mean, it's not something I've been brought up with. No, we're, yeah. we're learning it and, and engaging with it. So we need people to support us. And, and Rob is part of that team for sure. And he's, he's brilliant. Yeah, no, I've picked up, I've picked up loads from his, from him. He's, he's training, he's, he's, his company's training a lot. I'm always following everything they do. They're, they're so successful, aren't they? And they, um, yeah. uh, they do, but they, what I find from them is their, their teaching is really easy. It comes across easy, you know, it's not, it's not too complex. They teach in an easy way. That's what I like about them. And, yeah. um, and that's why I've stuck with it. But yeah, lot, learn lots. So then, mate, let's get on then. Let's, let's get into it. So, so you finished up as a, like when you're the world champion, you, you finished with 39 wins, six losses and 30 KOs. Boom. In your, in your record. So it's, so it's clear to see you were a puncher, weren't you, Billy? Well, I wouldn't really describe myself as a puncher. No. I was more of a I was more of a boxer, mm. but I was I was very very persistent. Yeah. So so I wasn't really a one punch knockout specialist. Yeah. I wasn't kind of I wasn't like that. I would wear you down, break you down, and stop you. With more, accumu- more, yeah, it was the accumulation. Yeah, it's an accumulation of effort, persistence, and looking for the openings, and then then piling the pressure on when. Yeah. When it was when the opportunity arose, yeah, yeah, and then and then picked them up. No, it was great. Now it's been um, it's been great. Like since I like, met with you and spoke with you and stuff, like I really looked into your career and everything. And um, like, it's amazing what you achieved. It's, it's great. You've had a fantastic career. But it's um, yeah. So it's honor honor to get you on here, mate, and started. So like, there's that's your professional record. We're going to get into that in a little bit later. Um, do you, let's start right at the beginning with your amateur record. Do you remember what your record was as an amateur? I, not exactly. No. I think I think I had just under one hundred fights, mm. and I won 
I don't know if I won late 70s, 76, yeah, did you? something yeah. like that. I don't, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't so know, you been, yeah, so lots of bouts. And back then, back those in those days, they used to box like, well, you box a couple of times regular. a week sometimes. So it's it regular. So I had 100 fights. Well, if you think about it, my, my amateur career, roughly about 10 years. Mm. So I, yeah, so that would have been roughly 10 fights 10 a year. 10 bouts a season, yeah. Ish, yeah, eight, yeah. Eight, eight, eight to 10 a season, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, that's a good level, isn't it? No, fantastic. So as an amateur, as an amateur, you won two schoolboy titles, didn't you? That's it. The first one, I was 13. So so from, 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 the thir- from when I was 13 years of age, I kind of realised that I'm, I'm, I'm good at this. Mm. I'm quite good. I'm good at this. And that, that was, and that was my first, yeah, that was as a kid of 13, because I didn't get up very well at school. Yeah. And I remember, I remember it really clearly the, the, the weekend that I won the schoolboy championships, I came back to school on the Monday and we're in the school assembly, the four or 500 kids. And, uh, I didn't know this was going to happen. And obviously they made the announcement that I'd, that I'd become the school, national schoolboy champion at the weekend. So they, yeah. got me to, they got me to stand up during assembly. And I can remember it really clearly. I stood up. So I stood up and I was overlooking. Obviously, everyone was sitting down. I remember looking around and I'm thinking, wow, this is different. Yeah. But, it, but what it, it kind of, and I felt a little bit different. And I, as a kid, I felt like a little bit, I didn't quite fit in. I'm a little bit different. I'm a little bit not normal. Those kind of those kind of mm. feelings, they came up for me. And then I was always in the top, let's say, the top five in the country, in the UK. Then obviously, as a pro, went into the British, the European, and the world rankings. So I was always up there. Yeah. Always, always up there in, in mixing with the best from a kid of 13. Yeah. And then I, but when I, but when I won the schoolboy championships, it's a great story because I got a big lesson out of this. I remember, I remember fighting in the national. It was a final, and it was at the assembly rooms in Derby. Now I remember going there. I couldn't eat the night before. I couldn't sleep any, and I was I was like an absolute wreck. Yeah, yeah. So my my dad was my coach, so he's in my corner, and uh, we arrive at the venue, and it's the biggest place I've ever walked into. It's like, wow, this is petrifying. And it came to my turn to box. So I remember going to put the put the gloves on before we step up into the ring. And I'm looking at my dad. And I, I look at my dad. And I'm, I'm absolutely petrified. And I said, Dad, Dad, I can't do it, Dad. I can't do it. And he looks at me. He says, what? What do you mean you can't do it? You're joking. <laughs> my, my dad's Irish, by the way. Right? Yeah. That's, that's my Irish accent. Yeah. He goes, what do you mean you can't do it? This is the final. What do you mean? And I looked at him and I said, Dad, I feel sick. I feel sick. <laughs> and he goes, Jesus, well, go and be sick then. And he clipped me around the back of the ear and I ran off somewhere and I found these big drapes and I went yeah. behind these drapes and I was actually physically sick. I was, was like, yeah, yeah. I was physically sick. I was that frightened, that petrified that I walked back to my dad. I wiped the sick from my mouth. I put the gloves on and I stepped up into the ring, a petrified young man. Box for three rounds, and I stepped out a champion. Yeah, yeah. So I, so I, when I go and talk to audiences now, step number two of my seven-step winning formula is KO fear. So in that moment, I confronted, challenged, and knocked my fear out. 
And that, so at that moment of my life, that was a big moment because I realized that, you know what, if I can find the courage to step up, put myself at risk, mm. be, be prepared to fail, I can succeed. So that's the message. If you're listening to this, step up, find the courage, be prepared to fail. It's okay to fail. Fail your way to the top. That's what I say. Mm. You've got, and if you're not failing, you're not, you're not, you're not on the edge enough. You're not, you're yeah, not be putting right. yourself out there more. My you're mentor not... always used to say to me, regret doing things. Don't regret not doing things. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. And, and, Cause you have to live with yourself. Yeah. Right. And that's yeah. exactly it. So that was, so that was my moment of, Oh, wow. That, 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 so something opened up for me at a subconscious level and it drove me forward and drove me onwards to succeed. Yeah. Fantastic. So what, and what was, did you have them same nerves all the way through your career? All the way through, as yeah, a pro, yeah. all, the way, all the way through. And I remember standing there as a pro, walking out, just about to walk out for world championship fights. Can you imagine what it's like? Yeah. Top of the bill in Las Vegas. Las challenge, Vegas. Challenging for the world title. Can you imagine what that was? Standing oh, there waiting, saying, what, waiting to walk Can't into... even think. Can't even, can't even begin to so that, think what so, that was like. So that was at the MGM Grand, which was the, at that time, 25 years ago, it was the biggest hotel in the world. Yeah. And, and just uh, as you're walking into the arena, wow, the, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Was that, was that the one, was that against Stevie Johnson? No, that was against Rafael Ruelas. That was for, oh, the, that was yeah. for the IBF title. Yeah, yeah, that was your first. Yeah, that's right. It was your first one, wasn't it? First challenge, that one. My first challenge, that absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, fantastic. No, I expect them. No, the nerves. It's just. It's, I always explain this to like the kids in the schools and stuff when they talk. So like, what's it like being a boxer? And and then talk about the nerves and stuff. And I say, well, do you know what? You can speak to the greats, and they always say they were scared in their first bout as yeah. what they were in their last bout. Absolutely. If you like, I always say to my boxers, if if you haven't got nerves, get, walk into that ring, then then something's wrong. Yes, yes, something's wrong. You're in the wrong place. They are, they are <laughs> definitely a not a bad thing to have, and and for us all in all all areas of our lives, when we're confronting ourselves and taking ourselves on and challenging ourselves in whatever we're doing, it's the same. It's the same thing, and it's just it's just having that courage to step forward and push beyond yourself. Yeah, because yeah. that's that's where the, that's where champions are made, right? Just yeah. pushing, just pushing beyond yourself. If you're doing that consistently over time, in in a matter of three, four, five years, you'll be so you'll be the how far you will have come will be just it's it's amazing how what's possible. Yeah, you've just got to keep. You've got to keep going, and it's 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 the consistency. It's the it's the consistency of effort mm. over time. That's what makes champions. Yeah, no, couldn't agree more. That that is absolutely. I've got like, I've got a boxer, one of our club boxers, and that he's had he's had it tough all the way. He's been boxing since he was able to, like um, like since he was eleven. He's now nineteen, and he's he's just coming into it. Like he's he's starting to excel. Is he? Like, he's he's always been like a national finalist, or he's been yes. here there. He's always he's always had. He had a tough route. He's always had a tough route. Yeah. Right? Like from, from when he put, first put the gloves on, everyone he's boxed have been top level like, yeah. or gone on to be great. Like, and he's had, he's had his loss. He's got about half and half record now because he, he... he's, he's had a real good start at like, his senior life. And I think he's going to come really good. And I explained that to him. I said, like, you've, you've had it 
you, like when you talk about your story, mate, the beatings you've taken, like in sparring, uh, in the ring, yeah. everything, like, and now you're, it's like the light switch is going on. You are just coming good now. And, and, and it is the same, isn't it? It's the consistency over time where he hasn't, he could have quite easily have walked away. God yeah. knows how many times. Yeah. Said stuff this, I've had enough, like, do you know, but he's not, he's just, he, he, he's first in the gym last out and he just keeps ticking away at it and, well, and he's going to, he's going to get there, I think. Well, it sounds like he's got the right attitude, a good attitude, because yeah. I was the same when I was a kid, there was a guy, because when you're very young, there's some, some guys mature more than others. Mm. And there was a guy that was very mature for our age and he used to smash everyone to pieces and, yeah. he, and he used to smash me to pieces Every week, week after week after week, he was so ahead of himself. Yeah, he, he was brilliant, and the, I got such a lesson from that. And the beatings that I got every week, and I kept coming back for more because I had I was driven. I had that right, the right attitude to succeed. Mm, mm. And that's what and that's what made you the champion that you you become, yeah, mate. Absolutely, yeah. That's that's, that's that's what fascinates me about people because I've been on a journey. It's like a life quest, really, to discover what is it that has some people succeed more than others. So where does that come from? What is that about? I used to step up into the ring as a professional boxer, prepared to die. Now, mm. it was like my life was kill or be killed. So where, where does that come from, that killer instinct? Do we all possess yeah. it? What is it that has some people excel more than others? Just It's a fascinating topic. I love it. Yeah, yeah, no, it is, isn't it? It's strange, isn't it? All boxers have that, don't they? They they have got that mentality. Yeah, so nothing matters about well, some have winning yes, in there. Yeah, some have more so than others. So mm, let me, mm. let, I'll share you with it. So I don't want to leave your listeners with well, what is it then that you've discovered? Yeah. So I've discovered what it was for myself because I've been I've been studying this human beings for the last eighteen or so years, and I've tracked it back down to. Because when I go and talk at an event, I will, t- I will say to the audience, do you ever wonder how you ended up the way you ended up? Do you ever, how did you, why are you doing what you're doing? Why, why do you do the job that you do? Why have you got the life that you're living? Why, why is yeah. that? And I, so I go, I believe there's always a reason why we do what we do. So as I share with you my reason why I become Billy the Boxer, you may connect something for yourself. So that, here's what happened to me. So I'm five years of age. I'm in my mum and dad's front room with my two older sisters, Mandy and Lisa. Lisa's eight and Mandy's 11. And we're rolling around the floor and they're beating me up again. And, <laughs> and what they used to do, they used to pin me to the floor. You know what kids do? You, yeah. you pin them to the floor. One sits on your chest and one pins your arm back. You know that? Yeah, every, yeah. every kid's done that. So they used to do that to me. So I was sitting there, lying there, pinned to the floor. And I used to get so upset, I used to hyperventilate and turn blue. I thought I was going to die. I couldn't yeah. breathe. I was like, oh, I was, and I was petrified. So then what they used to do, they both had beautiful long blonde hair. So as I'm pinned to the floor, I can't move my arms. They used to wave their hair in my face. And they used to sing to me, Billy, don't be a hero, don't be a fool with your life, which is, old, which is a yeah. really old song. You may not know that one. But, no, no, no. I've heard but it's, it. a, yeah, but it's a song that, called yeah. By Paper Lace. And it was in, in that moment I made the decision. I decided that no one was ever going to beat me, dominate me, hurt me, mm. or get on top of me ever again, especially women. 
(laughs) (laughs) But the funny thing was, right, so what happened in that same incident, in that same moment, I made an unconscious decision about myself. I decided that I was weak. Because I couldn't fight my sisters off, I must be weak. So then what I did was I had to find a way to prove and cover up and survive being weak. That was why I become a boxer. So if you think yeah. about it, somebody who thinks they're they're weak, what are they going to try and what are they going to go and do to to hide it? Try and get strong. Try and get stronger. Yeah, isn't to, it? Try, to try and hide it and cover mm. it up, or to become mm. a fighter. That's, yeah. So that's so that was the reason why I become a boxer. So the thing about that is, is that we all have an opinion of ourselves, right? So my opinion as a young child was that I was weak. And when I lost my third amateur boxing contest, I made another decision that I wasn't good enough. So yeah. as a young child, I'm, I'm, I'm weak and I'm not good enough. So that, those, that opinion of myself, I, I used that as a driver. Not, not, I, wasn't know, I didn't know it at the time, but that was a driver moving away from being weak and not good enough. That's what had me excel so much in the sport of boxing. But it's all, it was all in order to cover up and survive something. So the, the thing about opinions, we all have an opinion of ourselves, right? But my mum says opinions are like belly buttons. We've all, we've all got one and they're all different. Yeah. All, they're all different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, thing, the right. thing about that is when you look at yourself in the morning, have a look. What's the conversation that you have with yourself? Does it uplift you? Does it empower you? Does it inspire you? Or does it put you down? Yeah. So, so, no, so have wrong. a look at your own opinion of yourself because listen we all there's stories so my story that I was weak and wasn't good enough was a story it wasn't a truth but I held it to be like it was the truth and that and my so then my actions and my behaviors that become hardwired into my psyche so that I had to find mm. a way to prove I wasn't it became your fuel that became it? my fuel so they're like the funny thing is though so I in that moment I could have I could have went I've one of two ways. I could have become a victim and then kind of lived a victim's kind of existence or I could have went the other way, the other way that I did. So something subconsciously, I decided to go that way instead of that way. So again, it's like mm. people and the lives that we have, why is that? And things can be changed and shift and we can, we can create new futures for ourselves. So, yeah, so if no, you haven't 100%. got what you want right now, Another future is available. Yeah, yeah, no. But then, but then we mentioned it, mentioned it earlier. It's about having the right support, the right coaches around you, which are going to provide you with something that you've obviously got not got at the moment. So if you haven't got, there's something missing. Then need to you need to look at what it's what's missing that you can add in, and it might be a coach, and it might be reading some books, it might be education, it might be something. But that's the place to look, and that's what that's what, and I call that being committed to excellence because that's what we used to do as a boxer so my dad would film all our sparring sessions then we'd then we'd mm. come home look at the sparring and then we'd look at okay what do i need to add what do we need to do differently we don't not don't yeah. look at it as like a criticism but what do we need to yeah as a, tactic, as a, as a yeah, strategy as yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Um, and feedback again feedback sometimes we take feedback as criticism but it, Feedback is what makes champions, for sure. Yeah, it's one of the changes, isn't it? You've got to be able to accept change, and that, haven't you? That's, that's a challenge, for, especially sometimes for kids. 
because they, they take it they take it the wrong way and take it as criticism and they make it mean they make it mean something about themselves. So it's yeah, that, so as yeah. coaches, it's, it's, we've got to find a way to communicate to people differently because some people we're all different. So that's so I, I position myself. I'm a personal performance coach. So performance is very personal because what's going to have one child or one kid perform is going to be maybe different to somebody else. And the people mm. that I work with, so I'm having to figure out what 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 buttons to push that's going to drive them. Or so we have to be careful of that. So that's another that's a skill. Mm, mm. No, hundred percent. Oh, that's right. It is absolutely a skill, and you're doing great work with that. So when the, so your your dad, he was in your corner, wasn't he, from start to end? He's he? my dad. My dad is an absolute legend. He's been in my corner from for more or less every single fight that I've had. There was a, there was a he, couple yeah, of occasions yeah. that he wasn't allowed in the corner. And that was when you were England, when, So when it? you're boxing for England, they're not allowed. But he was yeah. there, but they were not allowed in your corner. So he was, there was only a couple of fights that he, he didn't actually get to see. I mean, when I went to East Germany once, they, he couldn't come over there because it, it was East yeah. Germany when it was actually East Germany. And then mm. what a great trip that was. It was minus 10. It was freezing cold. Was it? And was we, went, it? We, we, had, we went to Checkpoint Charlie. Remember Checkpoint Charlie when it was East Germany? We did that. I mean, as a, as a, as a kid growing up, what an experience that was. Yeah, no, I bet. I bet. How many times did you represent England? I don't know. Don't know. Was it a lot, though? It, quite a yeah, it would have been quite a few, yeah. But, yeah, Yeah, because you've done that as a youth and a senior. As a youth you? and a senior, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah, then no, I, I turned pro at 21, so I wasn't a senior for all that long. So right, then, so, then, yeah, so I turned true. over. So I, my my international career would have been obviously could have went on, but I decided to go that way and sort of stick with the amateurs. Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. Was it? Did, was there around um, like an Olympic cycle or anything back there then? Was, there was. There was a. Was you around it was that? Different. Get the opportunity. It was different. So then, there's obviously you got the Commonwealth Games, then the Olympic Games. So I was in the yeah. international squad. Then I didn't get picked to go to the Commonwealth Games. So then the Olympics, it was a, it was kind of I was out of the cycle, but it was different. There wasn't, there wasn't the same as what they've got now. The training and, and the no. camps and all that. It was, it was different. That's like twenty five years ago. Where was, where was it? Where, where did, where was the England team when you were boxing? Crystal, where did you used to go Cri- for the training? Crystal was it Crystal Palace? Palace? Yeah. yeah, it was Crystal Palace. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I didn't know if it. Was yeah, that's over, over, that, over thirty years ago. Yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what was the club that you boxed? So, for? I t- I first um, went with a club called Luton Boys Club because we live around the corner from mm-hmm. it. But then, but then um, yep. a year after I'd started, we went to box for Luton Irish. Obviously, with the Irish connection, my dad being yeah. Irish, that was that was the that's where we went. And yeah, box for Luton Irish for the rest of my amateur career. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, so you stayed in the yeah, one place. Yeah, we then. stayed there. We had some great trainers: Dave Waldock, Mick Freely, my dad. Um, Mick Cause was the, was the uh, secretary, so he kind of got us to come over. So some great people. Mm. So you in your like come through your blood, isn't it? Because your dad was an Irish champion. But that was he? the Irish champion. He he won the Irish senior featherweight champion. He boxed as a schoolboy champion as well. He boxed for England, then yeah. he boxed for Ireland. So he was um he was he was right up there. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was he? Did he go no, pro? He, did, as he decided well? not to go pro because he, no. he had he had us lot, us kids. And, uh, yeah, and life yeah, was yeah. slightly different back then. Yeah, so he went out to work. Yeah, that's obviously. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that's right. But then he get 
but then he got you going, so that was it. Have you got any brothers, or is it just, just two, two sisters? sisters. So I want to go back yeah. to the Luton Boys Club because mm. we had a there's a, that was a great time as well. So there's lots of great friends that you kind of start with, and it's a, yeah. And a Jim Jim Freeman was the trainer. He was brilliant. He so he started me off as well. So my dad took me down to him. So he was involved as well. But be, prior to that, my dad took me down to there's another little. In the Holy Ghost is in the back of the grounds of a church that my dad set up a little a little gym when I was eight. That's when I started when I was eight. Oh, okay. So then we moved yeah. to Luton Boys Club, then Luton Irish. Fantastic! No, brilliant! Oh, good stuff. So, so what? Um, what was I just? I was just thinking about. Yeah, so your amateur career then. So that was. Um, oh, yeah, you talking about my dad. As you, as you were I know, talking, I, I tripped yeah, you up tonight. Yeah, little, yeah, a little, little, little left jab here, mate. <laughs> I'll, I'll always get you. You're struggling. That's it. I've got to come back. I've got to come back. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, so we've covered your dad like that. And obviously, clearly, your dad was your mentor. So then, wasn't he? So then so he, yeah, so then my dad, so we, went, we turned pro. So my dad was by my side all the time. So then, then I had my dad took me down to, to meet a, my, who became my professional boxing trainer. A guy called Jack Lindsay. So my dad took me down to Jack. We had a, he had a gym in Luton, professional trainer. So my mm-hmm. dad was really smart because he knew that he could take me so far. And then, and then you know yeah. what? As a teenager, you got to let your kids go a little bit. You got it's a funny yeah. old thing, isn't it? So the relationships, the dynamic, and it worked. So so my dad took me down to meet Jack, Jack Lindsay, who I call Gentleman Jack because Gentleman yeah. Jack. I've read. I've read about. Yeah, oh, what about what a man! Him. What a, what he was an absolute gentleman. He, he he's not your stereotypical boxing trainer because he liked he liked opera. He used to paint and draw. He he was yeah, softly spoken. He's, he's, yeah, he's a beautiful right. man. Beautiful man. So yeah. he then took over the reins, and um, towards the end of my amateur career, Jack was training me, and then uh, yeah, at twenty one, we decided to turn pro. And that was it. Who did did you turn with Mickey so Duff? I went with Mickey Duff because when I was, I remember I was boxing for England, young England at the time, which was which was under yeah. nineteen, and Mickey Duff was in the audience, and it was down at the the Hilton in Park Lane in London, and it was against it was against yeah. young Yugoslavia, and uh, I stopped my opponent in the second round, and Mickey was in the audience, and he came up to us after, and he gave his business card to my dad, and he said, if you ever want to turn pro, give us a call. So then, so that so. I was too young to turn pro then. So then obviously we waited a little while and until it, we, we felt it was the right time and just circumstances made us go that way. And then, um, and then yeah. Mickey was the, was the man to go to because at that time, Mickey, Mickey was the man. He yeah, was he the was, man, wasn't he? He was running he was, boxing, he was basically, running boxing basically, yeah, back in those days. And obviously there was the BBC. He had the BBC rights, the boxing rights there. So, on BBC yeah. Sports Night, Harry Carpenter on a Wednesday night. That was that was so he had that covered. So he it was a, just a natural, obviously, choice to make. And and obviously with yeah, the no, with the sure. connection that we had with him a couple of years prior, it was just perfect. So yeah, so that's so, and went, but, uh, I tell you what, I've just I just remembered where I went blank there. The question I was going to ask you about the amateurs was was did you box did you box any big names as an amateur that went on to do big things? There was a few guys that 
didn't quite make it. No, no, there wasn't. There wasn't any. Mm. There's so wait, was, wasn't a there wasn't a standout name. Yeah. There was a there was a few term pro, not many. There's a few term pro did okay, but nothing. Nothing. Nobody that I boxed went on to great great things. Yeah, you you were the stand you were the standout of kind of kind of I suppose. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So when we to turning pro then, so like your debut, your debut was against Pierre Conan in first round TKO. That's right, the, the, the heart of British boxing yeah. at the York Hall Bethnal Green. At, at the York Hall yeah. Bethnal Green, yeah, no, that's how many times did you box? Well, I at first York boxed at the York Hall in Bethnal Green when I was in the schoolboys when I was around about thirteen, I think. Yes, we'd had the so, finals. Uh, so that was my first taste of it. So then. I've, I've boxed there as a pro quite a few times. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I expect that's where a lot of it was yeah. then, wasn't it? Because it wasn't, if you were in London, yeah. that's where you you always that's boxed, right. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I see the, um, when I looked down, like looking at your record, Nate, you, you boxed for the British and Commonwealth title, didn't you, against Carl Crook, which you won, you retired that's him in right. the night. That was the, the, the Royal Albert Hall, that was my first championship fight, undefeated at the time. I was, I was a new kid on the block, I think Carl Cook yeah. was the established pro. I think it was his fifth defense, I think. And I was, yeah, uh, yeah I was, that was, I was in tip top condition that night. But, was he, yeah. Was that your first 12 rounder or did you go? No, that's my first 12 that? rounder. I've done a, I think I've done a 10 rounder. And, uh, yeah. and as, as you, as they move you up the rank, you do, yeah, we did then a six round, up, we did yeah. a six rounder, then an eight rounder. I remember doing the eight rounder against a guy called Marcel Herbert. And that was, that was that was a real moment in a in a fighter's career to go and be able to do eight rounds because you're coming from an amateur, then you do six yeah. rounds. But I didn't do any. I don't I, I don't even know if I did a six rounder. But then I went up to eight rounds and I did a I went the full yeah. eight rounds and that was that was a that was a test in and of itself going to be able to go eight freeze. Yeah, go the eight yeah. freeze. Yeah, no, that's right. Different oh, doing it in the gym to doing it on the night, isn't it? Completely. Eight yeah. three-minute rounds. It's like that's a different animal. It's a different animal, and you have to. And and yes. you're still a kid, so you're. You know what I mean? You're in your early twenties, or twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty. Yeah, try to be twenty-one, twenty-two at that point, and then yeah, developing yourself. So I was very lucky. I had a great, great trainer and a great manager who bring you on and develop. They, they brought you on the right, right way slowly over time, and I was very, very busy. I was. I was that I was because I was mm. I was selling lots of tickets. I was um I was boxing every like five six weeks. Good, good. Could you have fit just kept going and, yeah. and just I kept was, going? Was very, wasn't very it? Lucky. That's right. Yeah, because it was it. I noted down that you had eighteen bouts. Was your education before you British? Yeah, that, that was that would have been in two so years. Yeah, I think. Was, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I, really. I boxed. Two I boxed. years and got that. So some of them are only boxing four or five times. Yeah, so a year I was now, busy. So that, yeah, the first two years was. And my, there was early stoppages, no damage, no nothing. So then you could go again yeah, yeah. four, five, six weeks later. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because it's it. And then you had you had one defence, didn't you? And then and then unfortunately you you come across yeah Mr. that, Paul no, that Burke, was that you you ended up boxing three no, times. No, didn't no, you, that Paul was, Burke? So, that, so Paul beat me on my first defence. So that yeah. Oh, on, on the, the first so defence, sorry. Yeah, yeah Paul beat me on the first defence and then, and then on cuts, cuts and then we had it? a rematch and I regained it. So that's how that went. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because then you boxed him again in the rubber match. And yeah, beat so no, we again, only boxed yeah. twice. We didn't box three times. No. Oh, did it? Oh, on Boxrec, it said three times No, not Paul Burke twice. 
Unless, unless you oh, unless you know right. something I don't. Well, yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, no, it's right. Yeah, but I, I have I, I have been I have been hit around the head a few times. So whatever whatever yeah, I say yeah. could be could be wrong. Who knows? It's all made up. Yeah, no, that's right. It's all made up. Yeah, that's right. But then you came you came across the man that I know quite well. It's yes. Sean Murphy, who now runs uh, Finchley, sure. doesn't what, he? Yeah, yeah what a sure. great guy. What a, him and his dad again. Sean and John, amateur boxing, St. Albans Amateur Boxing Club, lovely people, lovely mm. people. And then, yes, I've boxed Sean. And that was that, that fight there that enabled me to keep the, the Lonsdale belt. So I'm the very proud owner of a Lonsdale belt. So that was, yeah, yeah, beautiful. That's what a, lo- what a lovely belt. That's the best it belt is, out of the It is, certainly, yeah. It? Beautiful. It, absolutely. I, I held. Um, I think it's Harold Bomber Graham. Right. Yeah. Reeds. They um, they 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 got them out and uh, it just beautiful belts, aren't they? Compared, I remember seeing they're a piece of um, art. They're, they're piece of art. Yeah. yeah. Well, they... he showed us and he showed me the European belt as well, which just was like yeah. a bit of plastic. Yeah. That's all it was. But the the, the Lonsdale belt, beautiful. So I expect you got that. On so we got that. That's Rabbi Dad's house at the moment. So so that's, that's is that's, it? Um, yeah. Solid silver, gold plated with enamel, with enamel. It's wow. beautiful. It is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, no. But back in the day, that, back it. in the day, they used to get for the Commonwealth title, they'd give you a cup. Yes, you did that. Yes, so I won a did cup. They really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they also, it used to be a lot back then, like we, when you boxed as well, it was British, it was the uh, British and Commonwealth straight away you boxed. And that used to happen quite a lot, didn't they, they, Yeah, they were together. So yeah, because obviously. Today's. So then, the, but you had the Commonwealth belt. Well, back in the day, was like mm. was like a bit of yeah, it's rubbish. Uh, I'm trying, mm. trying yeah, to get no, that's trying right. to get a new Commonwealth belt. So I'm, I'm trying. Oh, to, yeah, yeah, just yeah. Just so so uh, that's the plan. Trying to get it, mate. No, yeah. keep going. With it. That's right. So then you you only had like from British from British top, you had like two or three bouts, didn't you? And then you got the opportunity, didn't you, for Vegas? How did that come along? How did that come good management? Yeah, good yeah, management. Was it? Mickey yeah. Duff, uh, the IBF title. So Mickey had connections in America. So I was I was yeah. moving up the rankings, and then Mickey went over there and went to one of the IBF convention, put our put our case forward, and and that's and that's how he got me to. That's how he got me. Was it? Yeah, cool. No, fantastic. So that's it. You got into that. So what was that? Did you train out in Vegas and stuff like that? How long did you go out? We there was over there. And- about two weeks before we went over there. So we were trading. Yeah. yeah top ranked gym. Great experience. Yeah. It was, it was a, we had people come over from all around the world. It's was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. I bet, I bet the memories from that, seeing your names up on the, up yeah. on the big screens and that top of the bill. I bet that was, you'll never no, ever cause that, cause that, that was mate. one of the oh, things yeah. I talk about. Yeah. I mean, the Las Vegas strips, I mean, a lot of us know we've seen pictures of Las Vegas yeah, the big strips, the lights, the limousines, the big hotels. And I remember standing outside the MGM Grand. Well, back in the day, it was the biggest hotel in the world. And my name was flashing up in lights. Billy Schwer, Billy yeah, Schwer, yeah. Luton. It's like, wow, yeah. Luton's on the map. Mm. <laughs> you certainly yeah. got it. Yeah, there, it was incredible. Mate, yeah. Hey, Good memories. So, so that, you've fell again to the cuts again. Yeah, we got again two there, big cuts, you? which required 70 stitches in. Yes, one 70, big cut over really? each eye, and unfortunately, uh, that was my first attempt. My dream had been shattered. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So how did so how did how did you pick yourself up? From well, we that come then? come back home. Obviously, sit down, figure it out. Mm. It was um, I was twenty five, still had the dream. I have a dream, and that was the dream to become a world champion. Yeah. So we go back to yeah. work, start to build myself back up the rankings again, and I got myself up the European rankings. I got myself to be number one number one challenger for the European title. And yeah. then, so then yeah. Mickey sorted all that out. So then we went over to Spain. We couldn't get the fight over in the UK. They won the purse bids. So we had to travel to yeah. Spain, went to a place called Zaragoza in northern Spain. And uh, we boxed in an Olympic stadium. It was incredible. It was amazing. So the guy I was, the guy I was fighting was it, yeah. in his hometown. And um, it was amazing. And it was an absolutely yeah. brutal contest. It was a brutal contest. And I, um, was it? Yeah, he got, I, he got I, yeah, attempt, stopped and knocked him out in the tenth round. That was incredible. It was amazing. That the fight was voted European title fight of the year. It it was a bit of was an epic. Really? Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, back back and forth, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, great stuff. Great memories, eh, mate? Then you had three defenses. That's that it. Title, so three defenses, um, all at the York Hall, Bethnal Green. So then that moved me up mm-hmm. the world rankings again. So then, obviously, yeah. we're knocking on the door to get another shot at the world title because that, that I think that got me up to rank. I was ranked number one, I think, by the WBC. So then, so Mickey's worked yeah. that out and figured that out. Then, then we got another shot at the WBC title, which was at, at Wembley this time, Wembley Arena. Yes, you got home. You got you got the you got that's the home it. We got we got home you? advantage. Yes. Yeah. Did did I remember when I was listening to your story with um, Tris? Wasn't there? Wasn't there something around that bout that you wasn't you, like? Did you not say? Was it that bout that you you took you took it because of the opportunity? Well, was I was, it that one. There, no, there was something going well, on. What happened? He failed the time? drug test. Is that what you're thinking? Uh, uh, that, yeah, I knew there, there was yeah. something. Just a, I knew there just, was something to it. Just, that's, a, just that's a little right. thing yeah. that happened yeah. there. Yes. Just, just, just yeah, a little, yeah, just a little, little thing. thing. Yeah, just a time. That was after the contest. So, so he found that so, out as well. Was so, it, um, was it before? Um, at the contest, got beat on points. He failed the drug test. He fa- failed his sa- uh, sample yeah. A of his drug test, which he found out after the fight. But what happened was yeah. he got off on a technicality. So um, I right. felt cheated. Was on, yeah, on, on the yeah, front yeah, page yeah. of the boxing news and stuff. So, yeah, I was so mm. disappointed. I was gutted. Yeah, I felt cheated. So then yeah, we, I bet you did. Yeah, that's what I knew there was yeah, something yeah. around. And that, that, I knew there was something and that's what it was. Yeah, he failed the drug test. So this, and then so we had to come back from that. But this, yeah, did it? What did he do after that one? After failing drug, did he get stripped? Because he did. Obviously, your bout was never no. overturned, was it? Yeah, it should have been overturned and it, and stuff like that. Because that that yeah. was wrong, and it should you, you should have been overturned. And because like that's where you said you didn't even get offered no, the immediate no, rematch, I did you? Straight so away, he, which he, is he terrible. should have been stripped, or I should have got a rematch mm. against him. And uh, mm. and what did what did he do? Come back for a lot more money because of the headlines of making it. And so and he so he, he carried on boxing over the states. Yeah, 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 and then just carried it on because he. I looked at his. Um, he he drew and he lost and drew with Jose Luis Castillo, no, no. didn't he? He, but he, yeah, he was in, yeah, he no, was in good, good company. Great, great he boxed fighter. it. He boxed, yeah, great, great well, he fighter. Was, he was wasn't the best he? in the world yeah. for sure. He was brilliant. He was brilliant. Yeah. He was good. Yeah. He was really good. You can't, mm. can't take that yeah, away. Yeah, no, from it. Shanks. 
No, but they should have given you that immediate rematch, something. didn't they? At, yeah, at the very least, at the very yeah, least. So, so there's a big lesson there. to be learned from that from for us all. What I realised after that mm. fight and the stuff around it, I realised, you know what? To produce world-class results, you've got to be powerful in the face of adversity, setbacks, setbacks yeah. and defeat. So we all suffer defeats. Yeah, we're all yeah. going to get. We're all going to experience setbacks in life. So we got to be powerful to to keep going, to produce world class results, to succeed in anything in life, because it ain't going to be easy. There's going to be we're going to make mistakes. No. There's going to be failings. That we're going to be caught short. And that's where the, the, that's where it's coming to this part of the story. How you've used all of that and used everything that you're talking about to keep pushing on, isn't it? Because like your next your next contest, like you came back home and you boxed the British, like Colin Dunn, didn't you? For the WBU yeah. title, and, and just edged out on yeah, a that split was, decision. Again, so close, could have could have went either way. Mm. Could have went. I mean, that fight was yeah. voted uh, contest of the year as well by the British Boxer Board of Control. But was it? Yeah. Go, so uh, so again, yeah, real close. Yeah. Colin, great fighter. Yeah, just didn't quite get it again. Yeah, yeah. And I bet, I bet. Then you were thinking, "Am I ever going to uh, yes, get that?" Yes, that was that was did come up for me a lot of times. Three three failed attempts. Yeah. So then, so again, if things are not going the way that you want them to, you have to have a look at your life and have a, So that what yeah. I so we did that, and then I I realised that I needed to move up a weight because making I was a lightweight. I've been a lightweight mm. for more or less 10 years and making the weight was killing me. So the con- the contest yeah, against yeah. Colin Dunn was at lightweight and it was a killer to get there. So then we decided to move up a weight after. So the next the next weight category yeah. allowed me to be five pound heavier. Which don't sound which don't sound a lot. And that's but what... it is a, no, but it yeah. is in boxing terms, isn't it? When you're trying to crash it in, like, because I expect, like, back then, like, the nutritional education and everything like that wasn't what but it was. But it was, no, but I, I didn't have all that coming yeah. yet. Yeah, it was, it was you, good, yeah. but yeah. it was still, yeah, but it was different. It was, it was slightly different. I probably, yeah. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't do it the same, probably. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, no, I, well, no, I, I would have moved up and weight probably earlier because it's, it's, it's dangerous, it's dangerous. Earlier. Yeah, but then you find you were at top of the world there, weren't you? In the in the rankings, like around that, and you, that's where the opportunities that's were, isn't it? it? But then obviously stepping up though, you got the you got the opportunity, the one that you've been waiting for. That was for, it. So we it? got yes. another shot. So then, well, at the time, Barry Hearn. So Barry Hearn got us the opportunity, and then yeah, challenge for the yeah. fourth time for the IBO title, and that was yeah that that was the one mm. that I eventually got to hear the words I've been waiting all my life to hear. At, at the at the end of twelve yeah, rounds, bet, and the yeah. new IBO light yeah, welterweight champion of the world was yeah was Billy Schwer. Yeah, that I bet I bet that moment will that that moment will forever be ingrained it was, in your it, brain. It, it was a yeah, moment, you, absolutely. Yeah, you'll feel every. I bet it still brings the hairs on the back of your neck. Up. And it was um, a sweet moment, but not as sweet as what I thought it was because I ended up in hospital. So I was on on the way home to the after fight party that we'd organised in Luton. That I did, I didn't yeah. quite feel right. Yeah. I, think, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't see properly. So right, yeah. I pulled the car over on the way to the party, and I was violently sick. So the alarm bells rang, and we went straight. We went straight yeah. to the hospital. We missed the party. Everyone got really drunk. Everyone got really drunk without yeah. me. And and everyone's going, "Where's Billy? Where's <laughs> Billy? I'm stuck in hospital for two days." Yeah, you, yeah, two days. What was that? Um, dehydration. Concussion. 
Concussion, oh, yeah. So, concussion, so it, it wasn't yeah, quite as sweet as what you thought it was. And it was kind of a, there was a lot of relief as well. Because I, I, I'd eventually yeah, achieved yeah. something which I've been in pursuit of for, for so many years. Mm. And it was, a, yeah, it was a relief. That's right. No, I've got what a fantastic you got there, mate. You got there and you've got your names in the history yeah, books yeah. forever. And never move, never move, never move again. But that's um yeah, so you had you had one one defence which so was the final bout. Come out of hospital, uh concussion mm. after two days. So me being me, bit of a twat, I had my first defence only three months later. That's yeah, yeah, that's what I remember. That was see that I knew there was something so about then, the bout as well, and that, and that was so. Then it's, it was um, listen on my part. Fighters are our, were our own worst enemies, and I remember training for the fight, and I remember getting punched in the head, and it didn't quite feel right. But I didn't tell anyone. I kept it like on the lowdown, and, and then went ahead with the fight yeah. anyway. Because is like I had to now make it was business. Now I had to make it pay. I wanted to get busy and defend it. But yeah, then, uh, yeah, that's right. It's the money end, um, as they say, isn't the it? The fight was an absolute battle, and I got knocked out in the eleventh round. So that was, so I lost it. Eleventh was it? Defense. Yeah. So then it was. Um, so what happened was I got knocked out, and then it was backed up back to hospital because I got knocked out, got concussion, so back to hospital for the second time. But but this time we travelled in style. We went in the back of the ambulance. So we're going through <laughs> central right, London yeah. in the back of the ambulance. Sirens are blaring, we're dodging through the traffic. And it was in that moment, I remember looking out the window, and it was at that moment I realized my life as I know it was over. And that was when I made the yeah. toughest decision I've ever made to retire from boxing. And listen, for, for all us guys boxing, out there, yeah. listen, we've all some of us will have made life changing decisions. They're tough. And if you haven't yet, they're not easy things to do, but you may have to at some point. So at that point, my kind of whole world fell apart because I went through an identity crisis because all my life I've been Billy the yeah. Boxer and then there I am, just Billy. Yeah, yeah. No, then, uh, so, well, it's absolute different change, isn't it? I've heard you talk about it lots different as well, like the path and everything that you, you went on afterwards. But what you're, what you're doing now is, is, is fabulous, isn't it? You've used everything that you've, that you've learned through that and um, you're pushing on to change other people's Absolutely, lives. Absolutely, because now, I, I was in a void. So when I, when I came out of boxing, I, I felt empty. I was alone. I felt lost. I, had no, I, I was so attached yeah. with being Billy the Boxer. Then, then I was Billy. Who's Billy. I went through depression. I wrecked my marriage. I went through divorce. I, made, I got caught up in the, the last recession in 07, 08. I got caught up in that. I had no money. I had no future. Yeah. My home was repossessed. I had two properties repossessed. And I, I felt like a complete failure. I hit. I actually hit yeah. the bottom, rock bottom. I was in depression. I had a breakdown. I had a, I had a mental breakdown. I yeah. was suffering. I was in so much pain. I hit rock bottom, and then that was when I woke up. Because for some of us to wake up, we need a wake-up call. And I was in, I was in a void. Yeah, yeah. I was in the depths of despair. And I was in a real dark place. And then I found the courage to, to ask for help because I couldn't figure it out on my own. But I, was, I, was, I kind of expected myself to be able to figure it out. I was a fighter. I felt embarrassed that yeah. I couldn't work it out. But I, I mean, mental health is talked about so openly these days. 
But this is like 19 years yeah. ago. This it wasn't really talked about or discussed. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really know about it, about, no. and I was suffering. So then, eventually, start to I got a coach, and that's what that's why what I do what I do now. Yeah. The coach, the coaches that I had in my life were not boxing coaches; they were life coaches. I mean, all athletes have coaches. Yeah. A lot of business people they have coaches, and sometimes we need a coach for our lives. Because if yeah, you think no, about it, if you right. look around, I mean, there's there's loads of people that we've lost through through depression and suffering and suicide. It's like, there's loads of people yeah. that we, I mean, if you look back, Amy Winehouse, George Michael, Robin Williams, Michael Jackson, Elvis, to name just a few extraordinary people, but they just couldn't manage their lives. No, and that's, that's, right. and that's so the journey sad, that I then it? went on to really for my own sanity to get myself out of the big dark hole that I was in. I, I started to dismantle myself to really discover who Billy was because Billy, the boxer, the paradox mm. was what had me be a champion in the ring was now having me fail outside of it. Those attributes, that winning formula that I had in the ring just wasn't working for me in life. And that, 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 no, so I, but no. I didn't know how to be or do anything different because my training and my conditioning from a young, young child from eight years of age has been to attack, defend, resist, and confront. And I didn't know how to be anything other than that. And it just didn't work for me in life. Mm. And then you picked up and then uh, you, you work your way back up to where absolutely. And it's been now, a, an incredible it? journey. One, mm. one that I just absolutely love. And that's what has me be what I'm doing now. So from, the best, and yeah, the best and I really feel that for come. myself as well. <laughs> I'm, I'm happier, yeah, I'm more course, fulfilled, yeah, and satisfied yeah. than I've ever been. And that is, and that is what I wish for you. everybody because you. it is available, regardless of our, yeah. regardless of our situations or our circumstances. Happiness and fulfillment and satisfaction is achievable, and so I work with guys mm. in achieving that. All about performance, our own personal performance, our performance yeah. everywhere in all areas of life. Yeah, great work, great work, mate. And continue, keep continuing to do that because I know, I know from following you and everything, and what we see on each other's social media, you're doing a fantastic job. And lots of people are always talking about the great work yeah. that you're doing, how you're helping them, their personal lives oh, and their amazing. businesses it's, as it's well. Really, it's really, yeah, together. we're getting some great yeah, results no, working with some amazing people. And it's a joy, really, because I, I keep getting it back for myself. The contribution that I am and the teachings, yeah. what, I, what I give to people, then I'm, I'm, I just relearn them for myself. That's right. Yeah, you keep going over it and it Absolutely. keeps resetting your, your Absolutely. Own, own mindset, doesn't it? It keeps you going. So you're still involved in so boxing at all To now. a degree. I've done a little, a few things with boxing clubs, but I have a mission. One of my one of my things in life is, mm -hmm. and one of my commitments in life is that kids and teenagers have the opportunity to create and live their dreams because dreams do come true. So one of my things that I've, I've yeah. also I want to go on an amateur boxing club tour up and down the country because there are hundreds of amateur boxing clubs up and down the country. There are there are thousands of young yeah. kids going into boxing clubs on a weekly basis. So what? I want so the the natural thing for me to do where I can make a difference to young people is in in amateur boxing clubs. So I want to go and deliver yeah. my mental boxing masterclass because mental boxing is my brand. 
So if you think about what mental boxing is, the words yeah. mental and boxing came together when I was going, when I was suffering in my depression. And I was, and I got to a point where yeah. I, was, I, I was having a mental boxing match with myself and the voice in my head, the can I, the can't I, shouldn't I, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy. All of that stuff that was going on, that's when the, those two words came together. So I've developed a seven-step winning formula. I've created a masterclass. I've got a, a, an apparel, like, I've got clothing range, T-shirts, caps, hoodies, that kind of stuff. So I want to... I want to go into amateur boxing yeah. clubs, do my inspirational, motivational masterclass to the, to the kids, the parents, the trainers, and I want to go and give them a cap and a T-shirt. So then that's the mission that I've got. So I want to, I'm looking for investors and partners to come on board so we can, we can fund it because I don't want to do one or two clubs. I want to do a club once a month for the next three Three to three to five yeah, years. Yeah. So to 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 create that to be a sustainable business, it needs funding, and I need partners. And what I'm going to do, yeah. the apparel brand, the mental boxing as a brand, whoever comes and gets involved, I'm going to give them. They're going to have a piece of the actual brand. They're going to get a percentage of the mental boxing the company. So as we go and make a difference for thousands of young people, we're going to build an apparel brand off the back of it. So we got, so that's that's the intention. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking for people who want to get involved with making a difference to young people who are interested in being part of the team. Where we go up and down the country, it's going to be an exciting time for everyone. Everyone involved. Yeah, no, sounds great. If we if we Thank can help you, you out yeah. as well, anything Absolutely. that I can do, I'd love to love to do some work. With Definitely. You when, once we get it up um, and running, once it's all set up, I'd love yeah. to have you involved for sure. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Let's get let's get it let's get it going. And also, um, yeah, it'd be great yes. to get you to come down and see our club once Absolutely. all the restrictions are up and running, yes. out, out and running, and come to our next show. And that once yeah. we've got that set up, it'd be great brilliant. for the kids to see you. No, brilliant. So, what um, you doing? You're doing quite a bit for Ringside yeah, Western I, Care as well, yeah. aren't you? I think it's a brilliant initiative this i see your name popping up and and singing as well that album yeah we done, we went to abbey out, road it? studios to record that to record the song what a crack yeah. that was it was brilliant it was a, was it yeah what's yeah, it? you had the, some names there's there, quite a few you? names that, there and i went down that. there will be dad so yeah we had a bit of a laugh it was great yeah. so that's coming out so the ringside rest and care home again like you just said it's a great initiative so so for us xboxers yeah. We need support. We need help. So it's nice to be able to to make a difference to to your own, your own, your own type. So yeah, that's an exciting. So I'm, I'm an I'm, Yeah, it's nice reading up on in boxing news. They do the they do the weekly um, report on it, don't yeah, they? Everything that's so been it's, done. It's moving along it's nicely. Nice so it's that. great to be part of that. Something I'm really passionate about. Yeah, John Rich Tracy. He's, he's, he's yeah, John's really involved in it. Well, in it. John, John done a big part of the singing bit. I think he's the only one of us. He's the only one of us who could sing. Yeah. So. Yeah, he came down. He came down and done a uh, done an evening, like he done an, a night evening with, uh, with my former club Seven Oaks in in the in the local pub. He done a fundraiser for us and and put on. He, he's a great he is, he's yeah. a great crooner, isn't he? Yeah, he's brilliant. So good for brilliant. him. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it was good. And the night before we did it, he came down because obviously yeah. he lives up in Liverpool, doesn't he? And he, uh, he came down and he stayed in the hotel. But luckily, he came oh, to visit lovely. our club on the Friday in the training session. Lovely. And he saw all the kids, John's, John's, John's and everything like great, that. He's, and great, he's a great guy. Great he's guy, a great ambassador yeah. for British boxing. For, for the younger generation, and yeah. as well as the older ones, like, like for the re- he's an ambassador for the for the resting care home. Yeah. But then, like you say, he's involved with the young kids coming through, and it's and it's such a great fight. It's so in great lots, for the kids to see John, meet John, and to, to hear his, his stories. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going oh, to contact him, see if definitely. I can get him on the podcast. Because well, I speak I speak to him quite often. I do still speak That's to him right. quite often. Yeah, him and his be, wife, yeah, Kathy, lovely to people. Get on show. Fantastic. Yeah, no, fantastic. So let's talk about, uh, before, we, before we wrap up, I'm conscious of your time and stuff, Billy. Um, let's talk about mental boxing and your book, Man Up. Yeah, so new twelve-week program. So since my experience when I was come, when I was in a void, lost, I kind of the lessons that I learned and the journey that I went on, and it was a journey of self-discovery, and it was like a reinvention, a recreation. So the lessons that I've got, I put, I've because I figured it out. I've I've created a success model. So the book is all about this success model. Mm. So the book's twelve rounds. So my, my, I've got a vision. My vision in life, yeah. like, listen, I'm out to rock the world and cause a phenomenon. That's, what, that's my vision. So my, and my mission, my mission yeah. is the transformation of the middle-aged man. So my target market, the people that I generally work with more so than others, are men who are middle-aged, who are going through the challenges that I went through as a middle-aged man. And so they're the people that I'm kind of making the, mm. the most difference with. And they're attracted to me because I've, I've kind of been there and done it. And I've been through the suffering and the pain that lots of us go through, through our midlife. And my, so if you could transform the middle-aged man, so they've got the mindset and the attitude of a champion. So then they can pass through the blood, sweat and tears of midlife, a wiser man. Because a lot of middle-aged men are stuck I want to get them unstuck. I want to wake them up to what else is possible. Yeah. Other ways of being and other ways of behaving, other ways of doing things so that they're more effective. They win more often so they can experience more success and they can have happiness, fulfillment and satisfaction. They can possess them. They're available, but when we may not get them by acting and behaving how we always have done. So if so, it's about change. It's about having the courage and the willingness to make changes. And I, the change was enforced yeah. upon me and I had to really hunker down and find the courage to make some changes, which I did, which, is, which has led me to be living the life that I'm now living. One which is just, one which is completely no, different fantastic. to how I used to be and how, and how things were. So and yeah, that's what yeah. I've now got and that's what I want to share with people. Yeah, good stuff, man. I'm, 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 I'm in through the book at the moment. I was reading it good at the stuff. weekend, actually. It's really good, really good book. Yeah, now enjoying it. It's, um, there's some great, useful stuff in there. But you tell it, you tell it the way it is as well, and that's, and that's what I like about it. It's no like well, it's quite, it's quite simple because I'm, I'm pretty is. simple. And it's, I, I'm, yeah. I was dyslexic at school, so writing yeah. a book was kind of agony. That was, that was, that was like painful. And we yeah. managed to get it done. And, and then, then I've changed the book into what is now the 12-round Billy Schwer experience. And that's the tw- 
and this this one this is what you've lockdown. created so, during lockdown so the it? lockdowns enforced me to do that a little bit sooner than what i was gonna do it and it's i've created a program which is a a 12-week program based upon the contents of the book it's like a 12-week training camp that's that's the way that i describe it yeah it's like you're yeah, coming to work yeah. with me let's go to work for 12 weeks i'm in your corner i've got your back 24 7 and then um and that's what it is yeah, no, fantastic. And if if people want to, um, I'm going to put it in the show notes and everything like that, so people can get it and direct. You've got uh, to get in contact with you about any of your your programs. Yeah, Obviously, you're on LinkedIn. Where do you want to tell the, everyone where you are? Places, your website I've got my website. We can go to my website, billyschwer.com, and you can go and download the first two chapters of my book for free. And then once you've done that, you'll get an opportunity to get yeah. yourself a signed copy of the book. And then there's the audio version of the book. So there's a few bits in there. So that's available. Yeah, LinkedIn for all my corporate mm-hmm. stuff. That's where I mainly hang out for that. That for all my for the work that I do with I go into corporate yeah. companies. I've got a masterclass or work with teams, how to get your team punching above their weight. So it's all about performance. So those boxing as a metaphor. So I work with a lot of sales teams, for example. I work with a lot of sales teams. So that's yeah. uh, so that's yeah. up and running. So that's all great. So we've got lots of exciting stuff coming up. Uh, yeah, you yeah, can find easy me. enough to get hold of. So yeah, no, that's good. And I'll, I'll put it. I'll definitely. I'll put everything in the show notes so everyone can get to. Uh, they've got direct links straight you. through to the book and your website and and everything like that. So and and um, we'll share. Brilliant. Keep sharing it as we absolutely. Do. Like, we share yeah, we'll keep going, stuff, don't we? So we keep going. But before, just before Go we pack up, I've got a couple of questions. I'll put out and ask for us. Put out and ask some questions from people um, on social media, and so I've got. I've got um, what have I got here? I've got, two, I've got three questions here for you. So, first one's from Jerome Xavier Jerome. from St Mary's, one of my fellow coaches, and um, yeah, Jerome, he's one of our coaches at, at St Mary's Boxing Club, and um, and he said actually, I was saying I nearly jumped in earlier when we were talking, but I thought no, I'll leave that to the questions, and he said he said. James Cook fondly stated in his book that when he boxed on the same show as you, the promoter used to tell him not to worry about selling his tickets because <laughs> you were selling them all. <laughs> he said, what sort of amount of Jerome, tickets did you used question. to sell as And the funny part? thing was, we used to, my dad, my mum and dad used to sell them from the kitchen table, right? We, we used to sell thousands of tickets. So we yeah. I was living at home most of the time for my pro career. So we'd have people coming around the house to pick tickets up. We used to send thousands of them. And people, people would be in and out of the house the week before the fight. And I'll be upstairs trying to hide. So I didn't want to see anyone, trying to keep out of the way. Yeah. And, it was, and that was how uh, we used to sell the tickets. People coming around, backwards and forwards, around the house. Yeah, yeah. And, and really? It. Yeah, mum and dad. And yeah, just mum and, and dad, dad that was in charge would, of that, was yeah, it? yeah, it was a thousand tickets. Wow. Oh, good. Yeah, no, because that's what I nearly jumped in earlier when you said you said yeah, um, you said yeah. about yeah, I used to be a really good ticket seller, and I nearly jumped in, but I thought no, I'll hold that, I'll hold that. And then uh, we got one from Dean from Fight Nights ABC. Now this one might be one that we'll see what your answer is. Why Dean, great question. Michael it just never Ayers? happened. We were we were with different managers. I was with Mickey Duff. Michael was with uh, Barry mm. Hearn, and for some reason. Who knows why it just didn't happen? Just, no, no, just didn't happen. There was no discussion. Yeah, he was, I'm, he was I I'm, I'm really glad that yeah. we didn't fight actually because I really like mm. Michael, he's a great guy. 
and um mm. and that they just it just our paths yeah, never yeah. crossed as it were at that point yeah just didn't happen yeah cool yeah and just just one of them things no not at all no listen, one was scared michael of each other. just didn't business happen. Is business. business michael <laughs> is exactly the same as me yeah. we, we would have fought anyone at any point at any time and that that's that's who we yeah. are. That's who we were, and it would have been an amazing fight. It would have been a great fight. But I'm glad it didn't happen because I, I really like I really like him. He's a great guy. Him, yeah, friends. Ah, oh, good stuff. So then, finally, who, who was the best you boxed or sparred? So Stevie Johnson was what was definitely one of the best. Yeah. Then when I fought for the European title, yeah. Oscar Kano, he was a, he was hard. He was hard. Then, my, but my European title defenses, they were hard as well. So they. There was a, but the best would have been yeah. I went Stevie Johnson or Rafael Ruelas. What I thought over the over the states. Yeah, yeah, they were the best, weren't they? Did you did you spar with back um, in the day? Um, there were there were a mm. few. Who, who did I spar with? It was around that time. Michael Watson was around that era. There's a yeah. There was I sparred Gary Jacobs a little bit, but he, he was a he was a world away. There yeah, was a, there you? was a couple of guys that I sparred with, mm. yeah, a couple of world champions, but yeah. So you must have come. So you come up a lot, obviously, with James Cook talking about James. You, yeah, you must I have mean, come I, up a we, lot with James. James, James he's a great yeah, he's guy. A great guy. guy. We we see each him. other. We've been going to the me and James. Me, James, and me dad. We've been we've been around each other for the last thirty yeah. odd years, and we go. So every year we see each other yeah. two or three times and uh, we go to the same event, the Young Fire yeah. of the Year. We go to that. We've been sitting on the same table for yeah. 25 years at least. Yeah, that we, we get try and get to a show really, every year that yeah. we can. And um, yeah, James, we love James. Great. Yeah. He's a great... Oh, he's a he's doing great work he's, in he's the doing, community, isn't he? He's Fantastic doing amazing work stuff with Pedro. Pedro. He's really making a contribution to mm. Hackney, around there, the young people. Yeah. And rightly so, he's got an MBE, deserved, deservedly so. I'm so happy yeah. for him. And we, we, me and Dad, we regard him as a dear, dear friend. He's a really good man. He's a lovely man. Yeah. Yeah. Great yeah. guy, isn't he? Yeah, I've worked yeah, with like, him. We feel like when we're, when we, we feel like we're part of his family. Him and his out. wife, we yeah, we're yeah, we're lovely. Yeah, we love Yeah, do that close, yeah. But I remember I said to him, I said to him once, I said, So who was the best? <laughs> I said, Who was the best out of them? Who did you think yeah, yeah, was yeah. the best out of them out of Watson, Ben, you yes. he said he said, Me <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he said me like that. Got it. He was yeah. the first man to beat Watson, obviously, wasn't he? But he, um, but I said, so what happened about Ben Collins? You, but he said, Don't wow, yeah, him. there you go, said, there you go, there you go, yeah, there you he go. Said, that's what he said. He was, yeah, that's what he said. Like, yeah. He, was one of the he said it just wouldn't come near me. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Who knows the club? Yeah, yeah. He said, I'd have bashed them all. <laughs> Good old James. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, great guy. All right then, mate. Well, I think, yeah, thank you for coming on. This has been br- brilliant. It's great to listen to your story and what you've got going on and the work that you're continuing to do. And like I said, like once restrictions Absolutely. are lifted, I'd love to do some work with you, Billy. Um, yeah. Let's get get some community stuff going. And um, yeah, keep, keep Absolutely, going. Absolutely, mate. mate. Keep ducking come, and diving. Listen, everyone listening, cool. have a great life. That's it. Have a wonderful time and just look after yourself. Keep safe and well. That's it. 
Nice about, one. Yeah, look forward okay, to it. Pal, I'll all speak the best. To you soon, bye bye. Right? Take care. See you. So there we have it. What a great podcast that was. Having it was an honour to have Billy Schwer on. Um, absolute legend of British boxing. Uh, like totally, it was great to listen to his story from his amateur days, his up and down times, and and how he's kept kept going. But how, more specifically, how he picked up himself up from the ground, like from the rock bottom, as he said, and now to what he's doing because he's doing great work in the community, like working with corporate businesses and uh, individuals, like just helping them with his with his philosophy and his mental boxing. So if anyone would like to get in contact with Billy, you can find him on on LinkedIn. Facebook, all the uh, Twitter, all the rest of them, and his, his website is www.billyschwer.com. I'll put it all on the show notes so you can have direct links. But please read his book, Man Up Book. I'm halfway through it. It's a really great read as well. Um, so if you could do us the honour of, of rating and reviewing this podcast, because this enables it out to go to a wider audience, that would be fantastic. And if you'd like to um, follow all of Olympia Boxing's work, we are on Twitter and Instagram at Olympia Boxing. On Facebook, we're Olympia Boxing CIC. You'll find our page. And um, yeah, well, our website is www.olympiaboxing.co.uk. So I hope you enjoyed that guest. It was a fantastic to get a world champion on. I'm in contact with a lot of other good names and high level, and I'm trying my best to, to get them all on so we can have some really great guests. If you yourself would like to come on and talk about your boxing journey or your club, if you're a coach or a boxer, that'd be great to hear from you. So we're always looking for new guests, so please get in contact. All right, guys, have a great week, and we'll see you next week with another top podcast. Enjoy your week, and see you later. So there you have it. What a great podcast that was. John is an absolute legend, um, not just in boxing, but as a person. He's a, he's a true, true guy. And um, it was an honour to have him on the podcast to be able to share his story because he's had a great career and still does great things within boxing. We touched on a little bit there uh, when I met with John for the first time. He came and done a, done a fundraising cabaret evening for Seven Oaks ABC, the club I was with at the time. And... Uh, he, uh, it was a fantastic evening, we raised a few quid, but the night before that, he came along to the boxing club and he met all the boxers, all the kids in the in the gym and stood there with his belt and we all had photos with him and everything like that. But on that evening, I went back to the pub where like his friend, our mutual friend Vince, he owned the pub and that's where we were having it. And I went back to the pub to have a quick drink with him, but I was the only one that went because everyone else had things to do. And um, I was quite fortunate, Vince had work to do. So I was, it was just me and John, sat at a table like in the pub like had some young kiddies in so they didn't know who John was John was sitting there with his briefcase and in that briefcase was his WBC championship belt but no one knew who John was there until some older people came in and it was, it was great because I had him all to myself and the, and the stories he was telling me from some of the legends that are, who are now his friends and that it's, it's absolutely remarkable which I'm sure will be in his book that you'll be able to read and I'm looking forward to reading that book once it's released so um, yeah I hope you enjoyed that podcast guys another top guest and now we're looking forward to next week see if we can get 
on to have a good chat with. So if you'd like to follow what we do, our website is www.olympiaboxing.co.uk. We're on all social media. Facebook, we're Olympia Boxing CIC. On Instagram and Twitter, we're at Olympia Boxing. If you'd like to contact John, John on uh, on Facebook is John Henry Stracy. You can contact him. I'm sure he'll be able to help you out with any memorabilia or books. Um, and he's on Instagram at Stracy John. I'm not sure if he's on Twitter, but you can search for him. Okay, guys, it'd be great speaking to you, and we'll speak to you next week. Take care.